0: It's hard to believe that we're nearly there. Season finale coming up next week and it feels too soon to end. Hello, this is Discovery Discussion... I'm Kudzai, a lover of sci fi, especially Star Trek. I get a real kick out of discussing Discovery, but I don't want to spoil the journey all over my Facebook timeline for those of us who prefer to watch later down the line also due to the pandemic we've obviously lacked the same face-to-face level interaction we had through conventions or through being able to just casually meet up in order to engage and exchange our views regarding latest episodes of discovery so i'm just simply bursting to talk about them and i'm enjoying doing so here I'd like to focus on talking about Admiral Vance, and Tilly, also a Osyraa. Now, my first impressions of Admiral Vance were not good ones at all. I thought he was a complete arsehole when Discovery first met him at the Federation. However, as the episodes has, have gone on and time has gone on, I've really warmed to him. And after this episode, I absolutely love him. I adored the way he was handling himself throughout the negotiation with Osira, And I particularly liked the conversation about the Apple. And I thought this conversation was absolutely gold standard in terms of not only Star Trek, but just gold standard TV full stop. After Osiris having tasted a bit of an apple and insulted the taste, is then only to be informed that they're made out of the cruise shit. <laughs> Osiris' physical reaction to that and the, and the conversation between the two of them about the subject was absolutely brilliant, and I laughed out loud and thought this is just gold happening in front of me. And the conversation about. Deep Space 253, trading with the Emerald Train. I thought, there's a Deep Space 253? (laughs) I had a little internal squealy moment at that thought, as Deep Space Nine is my favourite Star Trek ever. To know that there's now a 253, I'm hoping that the series goes there, that there's some sort of a reason to interfere and find out what the hell is going on and we get to see Deep Space 253. Probably won't be in this season, but I'm keeping my fingers and my toes crossed that we get to see that. Tilly impressed me, as always, but this time I'm beginning to see some true self-belief, conviction and real leadership from her, which is, which is wonderful and refreshing and as I predicted, honestly, and I'm hoping she maintains this, her dishing out commands delegating to the crew at vital times and having the belief in herself to assert that she has a plan it was just really nice and inspiring to see her journey as she grows and evolves into a complete underdog underestimated almost unrespected as a leader, perhaps not by the crew themselves, but certainly external to Discovery, and seeing her grow. And she will certainly, in my opinion, arise as a as a hero to close the season. And I'm hoping there's going to be a lot more of her as the entire Discovery show goes on, which I'm sure it will do for quite some time. Now for something completely different, Osira. Now, like with the Admiral, the first time that I met, so to speak, met in inverted commas, (laughs) this all seems so real to me. That's the consequences of being locked, locked in your house for months on end. You start talking about fictitious characters like they're your friends and that you meet them. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to leave it like that. The first time I met Osira, I have to say, I didn't have respect for her as a villain at all. I thought she seemed quite, quite overly... Overly understated, I guess, if I may say quite a badly bad phrase. But anyway, over, overly understated in my opinion and not particularly impressive. And I didn't get a sense of the extent of how much of a villain she really is. And I think looking back, that was very well played because we saw <laughs> with without any doubt in the last episode that this this woman is a psychopathic bitch, to be honest. And... <sighs> she's she's a monster. She literally is a, a psychopath and a monster. It's unbelievable that she can be so nice and give one person an impression, i.e. the scientist she was working with, and to be so wholly evil without any sense of remorse or discomfort or hesitation about killing someone at point-blank range, just like that. I mean, I... I, I Is it bad to say I was impressed with her? I'll just outright say it. I'm impressed and a very multidimensional person as well. Very complex. I do love complex villains who have many sides to their character and they're not just evil laugh and evil execution. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed her presence this time and I wouldn't have said that when she first appeared and having seen her name flash up in the In the credits, as in the actress's name, I should specify, of Janet Kidder, my thoughts immediately, without having any additional knowledge, went towards thinking about Margot Kidder, i.e. Lois Lane in the original Superman movies, and I didn't know that there was a link between the two. And I've since learned that Margot is Janet's auntie. And I think that's, that's quite special, actually. It feels in some strange spiritual sense, like a crossover between a bit of DC and Star Trek in, in a weird, completely non-intentional and not literal way whatsoever. But anyway, I just thought that was really nice how we've got a kidder on screen in Star Trek. The last week ending on such a cliffhanger and I mentioned it was really painful to have to wait for a week for this last episode to watch it and I have to say it didn't really quite offer the relief that I would have hoped and of course because it's a three-parter not a two-parter that's to be expected but I'm not I'm not yet satiated after having watched that at all and so the wait we go through the wait again for the last episode of the season oh no how am I going to cope I don't know how I'm going to cope but I having enjoyed it um, have recognized that my sci-fi literacy I would say or shall I or shall I mention my sci-fi exposure is probably not as extensive as it is in most people I I'm quite limited in terms of what I've watched my favorites being of course most of star trek and um, star gate in addition to babylon 5 and some much smaller relatively unknown late 80s early 90s sort of childhood weird kind of quirky quirky things that hardly anybody's heard of but apparently on space.com i stumbled across a great article actually which is quite which is a rather damning review in terms of intellectual property from other fandoms being stolen and put in one massive massive um, amalgamation into the last episode of discovery and i would i would recommend reading that review on space.com i, m- I mean it to be quite clear what the title is it's reviewing the most recently aired episode of discovery and they've literally gone through the scenes and the story the plot in great detail and picked on where they could have literally lifted that from and it's quite scary actually and I haven't seen a lot of what they mention, but if you've seen or watched a hell of a lot of movies then you would have probably been sitting watching that episode tutting all the way through like oh they're just copying this oh they're just copying that but for someone like me who is relatively unexposed and quite naive or my exposure, which can go quite wide in my own right, is is very much unknown. I, I, I enjoyed it and thought and had nothing terrible to say. And we we end on yet another cliffhanger, somewhat less of an intense, more of a closure-inducing cliffhanger than last time, but still a cliffhanger nonetheless, and a wonderful one at that, with the sphere data revealing itself and talking to the captains, plural captains, let's take back the ship.